News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Wingers, moaners, and flakes. Um, that is the opinion of the head of one of Ireland's most prominent oil and gas exploration companies, calling the Climate Change Advisory Council a quango full of flakes. David Horgan is with me now. Good morning, David. Good morning. Uh, just to clarify again and, and to set the ground rules, uh, you, you are indeed um, coming at this from a vested interest perspective, given that you head up oil and gas exploration. Well, my vested interest is that I actually am involved, as we speak, in uh, exploring for and developing lithium, which is critical to the green transition and new economy. The difference is that I actually do something about it, whereas the people referred to are mainly virtue signaters and moaners, you know, largely public sector, uh, you know, happy to, you know, to to, to benefit from uh, the fashionable greenery, but they never put their savings on the line. You don't see them at 5,000 metres at minus 17 degrees Celsius. Uh, putting their own uh, lives at risk on bad roads to explore for lithium that is essential to the new economy. They're strictly about talking rather than doing. So my best interest is that I'm, uh, I'm actually participating in it with their own funds, our own energy and our own time. OK, and I'm sure that all of the batteries we'll use, uh, we, we'll be very grateful for that. But at the same time, uh, why would you describe them as whingers and moaners when what they're saying carries the consensus of virtually every scientist in the world that climate change is real and it's happening? Well, I've grown up with many of the people that you refer to involved in the IPCC, you know, the, the modelers, the physicists and so on. So I've seen how they've gone from, you know, reasonably sensible modelers to people who, um, who, who sort of lose their objectivity and b- begin to believe their own assumptions and tend to, to make simplified assumptions generally, which is always unscientific and a mistake. And I had a situation with the famous Herb von, uh, von Goldenberg, the, the Dutch uh, leading scientist on this matter, when it was stated that we had 12 years to to save the earth. And I said to him, Hurt, I said, you know, this is ridiculous. You should be speaking out against this. I mean, and he said, ah, you fossil fuel guys have been downplaying this for years. It's a bit of time for a bit of exaggeration on our side. And to me, that's just wrong. You know, science okay, is about well, questioning. But, but science, science is black and white. We know that 2022 was the joint warmest year on record. We know that there was records broken right around the world. And we know that the speed of change now, as opposed to other times in history where the climate adjusted, is between 20 and 50 times faster. You cannot deny that there is something happening now that is to the detriment of the planet. It mightn't suit what you want to do, but it is a reality. Well, the one, it does suit me because we're going to make a lot of money from lithium and cobalt and all the other minerals that are going to go into the green uh, transition. So it does suit me, in fact. But two, you really should study some geology. Geologies are, are meat and drink. The Earth is actually in a relatively cool period now. Now, it's got it's getting less cool. How can, you argue it's, how can you argue it's in a cool period when we've just had the joint hottest summer globally in history? How can you say the, war, the world is cool? Now, Jonathan, how many years has there been a planet Earth? It's 4.7 billion years. How long has there been complex life? About 570 million years. You're generalizing from a few weeks. To get a grip... This is actually a... I'm generalising over the course of the last couple of years whereby we have the two joint hottest years on record since NASA began began studies in 1880. And there has been no time in history where humans have had more of an impact on the planet than over that period. So you're trying to tell me that it's natural what's happening now and that humans haven't had an impact. No, no, you you talk and don't listen. I never said that the... (laughs) I've been accused of that many times. No, 
we have measurements for 170 years, which is all we have for real reliable measurement, which is about 1.1 degrees Celsius. No one's denying that. What I'm saying is that change is a constant in the in the life of our planet. We can see that in the geological record and the fossil record. Uh, and clearly, if you have a precautionary principle, if you care about insurance risks, of course you're going to be aware of that. You're going to take reasonable steps to to combat uh, the risks involved. But what you're doing is you're only looking at the costs and risks. You're not looking at the tremendous benefits of civilization and how those benefits have been powered by technology and particularly by fossil fuels. And, but if humans uh, are responsible for making the planet worse and making the lives of those, particularly in places like sub-Saharan Africa, where climate change is having a real impact on food, well, then clearly, it is the responsibility of humans. You clearly don't know much about sub-Saharan Africa, which we spend a lot of time working in. Sub-Saharan Africa does have a crisis, and the crisis is called poverty. Population is growing very rapidly. There's 8 billion people on planet Earth. And drought. But those people need is development. And hunger. Well, well, some parts of... Well, coming back to my, my friend uh, who did the modelling for the Dutch government, they did extensive modelling about the impact on Sub-Saharan Africa. And there are places like southern Morocco, which get, will get drier. Other places okay. like eastern Africa, which will get wetter. Wetter is good for agricultural productivity. They were invited to present to the Ethiopian cabinet. They went along to Wetter the like it is they in Pakistan for the last couple of months where they've had a third of the country underwater because of climate change? It's not, it's not a third of the country. I spoke to a friend of mine in the Pakistani government who have known since college. He said the Indus Valley had flooded. It was 10% okay. of the country. Go to Pakistan. It's largely David. a mountainous country. How can you David. have a third of mountains covered by water? David, um, did it ever occur to you you might be wrong? Always. And I've constantly reviewed the information. I know some of these guys involved in the IPCC. I read the reports. I listen to their seminars. Uh, but I don't suspend disbelief. I, I think for myself and all your listeners should but you're do. Not, why aren't you open to the ending. idea that others might be right and you might be wrong? I mean, that's the purpose of, the contrary, of communication. 99% of scientists agree. They don't. Talk to okay. individually. Science <laughs> is about questioning individual thought verifiable hypothesis. All right. It's not a religion. It's not a... Think. Tell your listeners to think for themselves. I, I, they all do, uh, to be fair. And they tell us every day. David Horgan um, of uh, Petrol Resources, which is uh, one of Ireland's most prominent oil and gas exploration companies. Thank you very much for joining us on News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.